Okay, now I'm going to be asking the children lots of things today. Let them answer. We'll only help out if they're struggling, all right? So children and young people, who else is here? Are you all over here? I need you to tell me who are these people, all right? So do any of you know, who is Harry Kane? Do any of you know who Harry Kane is? Sophia? He's a... <laughs> I think what she meant to say is he's a footballer. Well done! Do any of you know, Isaac, do you know who Rishi Sunak is? Keisha? Perhaps you know Rishi Sunak. You know who he is. Who is he? Oh, oh! Do you know what she said? She said, I said, do you know who he is? She said, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> who, who is he? He's the Prime Minister. Well done. <laughs> right, here's one. Isaac and Sophia. Oh, where, oh, where are your two? Where's, um... Oh, they're in there. Oh, they're in the loop. I'll wait for them because they might want this one. Right, do, any, do you know who Bruce Wayne is? Mary does. Is is go on then, Sophie. Batman. Batman. Oh, as you like that one. Do you know who? Do you know who? Do you know who Peter Parker is? Peter. Peter. He is Peter. Yeah. He's Spider Man. Right. I've got a couple more. Do any of you children or young people know who Justin Welby is? Seriously, you don't. Who would like to tell them who Justin Welby is? Archbishop of Canterbury. Thank you, David. Okay, Isaac, you know this one. Who are Bluey and Bingo? Who are they? Who are Bluey and Bingo? Bluey! They are. And what are they? Yeah, I know, but are they? Yeah. Are they cats? No, they're not cats. So they're, they're dogs. They are. <laughs> here's, here's, let, let's ask. Do either of you, hello, you two. Do either of you know who Mirabel Madrigal is? No? Mirabel Madrigal. Yes. They're in Encanto. No, no. Oh, I'm not, I can't do it now. I'm too embarrassed. Right, I've got a couple more. Who knows who Steve and Alex are? Sophie knows You know who Steve and Alex are? Oh, I thought you were saying you knew. Isaac, who was... They're in Minecraft. I've got two more. Do, who, do I, any of the children, do you know who Joe Biden is? Do you know who Joe Biden is? <laughs> like Keisha? Do you know who Joe Biden is? You don't. Shall we tell them? Who's, who knows who Joe... Oh, there is a hand. I think Charlie might be helping her. He's the president of the... Okay, one, one more. Caitlin and Abigail, do either of you know who Harry Styles is? 
What is he? You don't. Isaac? What? Are we, are we told me a Harry Styles song as it was? So what does Harry Styles do? He's a singer. I've got one more question. It's a difficult one. Who is the Holy Spirit? Do any of you, do you, any of you children or young people? Who is the Holy Spirit? No? Let's see if Lorna can tell us. Excellent. Right. Did you, did you hear what Lorna said? So in church, you might hear us talking about the Father, the Son, who's Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And as Lorna's just told us, the Holy Spirit is God. So God is God the Father. God is God the Son, Jesus. So when Jesus was in the world, that was God here with us. But one day Jesus says he was going to have to go back to heaven. But he said, don't worry, because I will send the Holy Spirit. So when you hear church and Christians talking about the Holy Spirit, what that means is, Isaac, do you know what it means? It means God is here in this world with us today. We might not be able to see him, but God has told us that the Holy Spirit, who is God, is in the world with us. So that even if you're on your own, God is there with you. So you can always ask God for help because God, Jesus said, when I go, when Jesus went back to heaven, he said, I will send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, as Lorna's told us, the Holy Spirit is God. And that's the first thing I wanted you to learn today. Whenever you hear churches talking about the Holy Spirit, they're talking about God being here with us today. Brilliant. Now, I asked Isaac and Sophia to choose a song. Is Steve? Yeah, he's on the desk. I asked Isaac and Sophia, oh, we haven't had the reading. Greta. Greta's been patiently waiting to bring us a reading. Right, the reading is John chapter 16, verses 12 to 15. And this is Jesus, of course, speaking to his disciples. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Okay, now I've got a PowerPoint. To I need your help again, children. We are playing a game of what powers this? I should have been game show host in my spare time. <laughs> Okay, so the, the way we play this game, kids, is I'm going to show you a picture, and you have to tell me what powers the picture, so what gives energy to the thing in the picture. First picture, what powers a light bulb? Not fire, no. 
Oh, in South Africa, it's fire <laughs> torches. Yes. Oh, in South Africa, you're correct. Uh, what? What in your in our house? What powers light bulbs? Yeah. It begins with E. It begins with E. Are you? Is Charlie passing on answers? Well done. Good boy. Right. Next picture. That's a nice Porsche. 911, Charlie? Yeah. What powers a car? Oh, that would be nice. What powers a car? Do you know? Well, your right foot, technically, yeah. yeah. Although, 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 if you just, you, your right foot won't do anything unless something else. Yeah. Petrol, yeah. And do you know where the petrol, the petrol goes in and there's an engine in there that, that makes the car go. Right, what's the next one? Oh, do you know what that is? Do you know what powers that? Do you know what it is? Have you ever seen one of them? Have a guess. You can see what powers it on the picture. So that wheel will go round, but something turns that wheel. Can you see on the picture what's turning the wheel? Water. Brilliant. So, so some of the folks here would tell you in the olden days, they used to So this is, this is a water mill. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's, it's called a water mill. And they would make them next to a river. And the water flows through and it turns the wheel and it doesn't matter anyway. Next one. Uh, oh, what powers that one? It's a bike. What powers a bike? Do you know, Abigail? Do you know what power? What makes a bike go? Your bet, yeah, and your legs. It's, it, our legs power a bike, don't they? Because we have to turn them. Have we got another one? What powers that? A torch. Sophia? Light comes out, but what, make, what, gives, what do you have to put in a torch to make it work? Batteries. Have we got another one? Ooh. What powers that? Do you know how, what powers a trumpet and makes it make a noise? Air, yes. Do you have to go or something? Right. And I said, right. This is the last picture. This is us. This is a church. What, what powers, we might ask the adults for help with this. Have a think for a bit. What powers the church? What gives the church its energy and life? Have a think about that for a minute. Grown-ups too. That's your buzzer. Time's up. Answers. Now is your time. Put your hand up if you if you want to suggest. What is it that gives the power to the church? The Holy Spirit. That was the correct answer, buzzer. It does. So, and that's that's the second thing I wanted to teach you. You know, we all come to church and we do some lovely things together. But one thing the Bible tells us is that actually the real power that makes things happen in church, the thing that makes us come to life and want to follow Jesus is, once again, as Keith said, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives the church its power. Now, okay. Oh, I need my Bible as well. Can you find me John chapter 3? On, uh, Sarah's finding me a Bible verse. Now, have you ever seen one of these before? Yeah? It's good, isn't it? 
How do you make it turn? What do you have to do? I must admit this is not a very good one. Do it. Oh, do it on the side. So I try it. You do it. Make it turn. Brilliant. Now, isn't it interesting, look, because you can't actually see my breath, can you, when you blow? When I blow this, it makes it turn, but you can't, there's nothing that you can see that comes out my mouth, but my breath is making that turn. And that reminded me of something in the Bible, thank you, Sarah, that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Do you want me to read this for you? So if you listen to this, Jesus said, I've just got to find it. The wind blows wherever it wants to. You can hear it sound. So when the, Jesus said, when, you, when the wind blows, you can hear it, can't you? You can hear it sound, but you can't tell where it comes from, where it started. Where did the wind start from? I don't know. Can't see where it started from. And you can't tell where it's going to go next, he said. You don't you know when we feel the gust of wind, we don't know. Oh, where did that come from? And where's it going now? You don't know. So it is with everyone who comes to life by the Holy Spirit. Now, what Jesus was meaning there is, look, the Holy Spirit is doing all sorts of things. In other words, God in the world is doing all sorts of incredible things. And some of it we just can't understand. We can't predict it. We don't know where God's going to do something amazing next. But that's the wonderful thing Jesus says about the Holy Spirit about God being here in the world. He does the most incredible things, and we might not always understand it. We might not even always expect it. We might not even understand it. But Jesus says, just like the wind, you can see what it does. Just like when I blew that windmill, you couldn't see my breath, but you could see it turning the windmill. In the same way as churches, let's remember that, look, God's going to do stuff that we can't do, that we might not understand, that we might not expect. But let's keep remembering that that's the way God has always worked. And what we do see is the results. Look at us all in this building. It amazes me every week that a bunch of people this big come to a little village in the middle of nowhere, basically, because they want to worship God. And that's evidence that God is at work in the world. Brilliant. Now, what am I doing next? Because I've put my papers down. Thank you, Sarah. I don't know what I'd do without Sarah. Right, I've got one more little illustration for you. Um, I'm going to read something first for us all. Uh, I haven't given, there's no, it won't be on the screen because I didn't tell Steve about this. This is just a couple of passages about the Holy Spirit. This is, first one is from 1 Corinthians 2. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? Well, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. And that's what we speak, not in words that were taught us by human wisdom, but words taught us by the spirit. And then it goes on, it says, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. They consider them foolish. They can't understand them because they're only discerned through the spirit of God. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have been given the mind of Christ. And then it goes on. 
to say. Actually, this is a different, I think this is from uh, chapter 12. So that was a passage about how, look, without the Holy Spirit, we're not going to really understand God very well. Yeah, we might, we might, God's given us enough common sense to work some things out. But that passage said, actually, what we really need is God's spirit to teach us the mind of God. Just like, you know, Jill doesn't know exactly how my mind works. I don't know exactly how Ian's mind works. He knows. I know mine. Well, this, he says the same with God. God, we, we don't know all of God's mind. God knows, and he's given us his spirit so that we can have that mind of God, that mind of Christ in us. And so it goes on to say later in, this, in that book, that in 1 Corinthians 12, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And then it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them to everyone. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. As to each one, a manifestation of, of the Holy Spirit is given for the common good. Good, You know, God knows we're all different. He gives us different gifts by his spirit, but it's always the same spirit who's working in each one of us. Now, so those passages were kind of saying to us, um, without the Holy Spirit, we're not going to get very far. Without the Holy Spirit, we're not going to be able to do much. And this is an illustration that I did borrow. I must confess, I did not come up with this, but I thought it was really helpful. Right, children, I want to show you this. What's this? A glove. This is a really nice glove. It's made of leather and suede. It's really, it's really strong, really strong glove. It's made for, for working. I think it's meant for out in the garden so you don't get your hands hurt. It's excellent glove, all stitched nicely, really tough. It even protects a bit of your arm. Uh, so it's an excellent glove. You know, we, we were kind of made by God really well. God, God made us really well. Now, so that glove was made to do a job. If I put it there and say, glove, pick up that book. It's not doing it. Maybe, maybe it just needs a bit of encouragement. We do, God says we do need encouragement. Let's encourage it. Ready? Go on, glove. Come on. Go on, glove. Pick up the book. You're an excellent glove. No, no, that wasn't enough. How about we teach it a bit more, train it a bit? You know, we all, God says we all need discipling. He does. You know, we should teach each other. So let's say, so glove, I'll, I'll try that, all right, kids? Right, so what you've got to do, what you've got, what you put your thumb there, okay? Fingers on there, and then you can pick it up. Go. It's still not doing it. I know, my, I've got an idea. Maybe it just needs a, a bit of company a bit of fellowship because god says we do need fellowship don't we so some some more gloves that one there's what there's one another one another one similar one so so it's a bit like church isn't it lots, lots of different gloves and different types that one's a bit grubby just like church uh, <laughs> that one's very practical and and of course we're a, we're a multi-generational church as well so 
Right, there we go. There, there's lots of gloves now. Surely that'll work. Because we do need each other. Pick up the book. I, maybe it just needs to be a bit more committed. I don't know. Now, the point of this illustration for us all is, of course, obvious, isn't it? You know, the glove is well-made. It's well-designed for what it's meant to do. We are made by God uh, to do all the wonderful things God wants us to do. But we can't do anything, just like this glove, can't do anything until it's got a living hand inside it. And then the, then the glove can do what it's meant to do when it's got a living hand inside it. And that's just a little illustration somebody once gave of, of the church, you know, and us. God has made us wonderful creation, wonderful things that he's made us capable of doing. But until God's life, the life of Christ fills us, like that hand filling that glove, we're only going to get so far. But when God fills us, when the life of Jesus fills us as a church and as people, then we can really see what God can do through us. Okay. <laughs> now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to be giving the kids some of those windmills to make now. Oh, that's a nice one. That's a much better one than mine. <laughs> Who made that? So, but while they're, while they're, while I'm just giving them, because they're going to make some windmills, just have a little think if you're, or if you're a talkative person, maybe share in your, on your tables, what has the Holy Spirit enabled you to do that you could otherwise couldn't have done? Okay, just for a couple of minutes. Just think about that, and if you want to share with someone, anyone on your table, what has the Holy Spirit enabled you to do that you otherwise couldn't? Because we're going to do some, some craft. So if I give you those, um, where they gone? Oh, you've done it. Oh. Okay. Okay, wonderful. I hope you thought of some things. Any of you want to share what you were what you were saying? You don't have to. I know some of you are very shy. Mary, you're not shy, are you, Mary? I did the um, study group for WOW, and we were given some prophecies that we um, had to find, look, look for in the Old Testament and find out the fulfillment, fulfillment in the New Testament. Yep. And I learned so much from that study, and the Holy Spirit helped me because yeah. I wouldn't know otherwise, and he pointed me to various things. And Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it, when you learn new things, God shows you new things. Anyone else? Oh, Ben. Transforms knowledge into faith. I like that because there is a difference between just knowing something and faith, which is, well, believing it, taking it as your life. Excellent. Excellent. 
Sí. Brilliant. So the Holy Spirit helps us understand. A bit like Jesus said in that reading, he, the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus by taking from what Jesus gives and making it known to us. Okay. I said I was going to challenge us. We will sing. Ben's going to do one more song at the very end. But I've asked Steve to put this on. The, this is your challenge for this year. We've talked last, the end of last year, we talked a lot as a church about why we do church. We thought about a purpose. We thought, we said, we gather and we go. We, our purpose as church is to get together, to grow in our faith in Jesus. And then our purpose is to go out of this place and share Jesus with the world. Now, today I've been saying that we could do all of that and we could do all our different meetings, all our stable. But if we don't have the spirit, today we've been learning, if we don't have the spirit, we'll only get so far. But when we do have the spirit, God can do amazing things. And I thought I'm going to challenge us as a church. I want you, it doesn't have to be complicated, this. Every day this year, Pray for God's spirit to work in us as a church. And I'm going to keep putting this on the screen through the year so that you don't forget. And I'll forget some days. And it's a very simple one. I don't mean you have to pray for half an hour at four o'clock in the morning. Even if you just stumble out of bed at half ten and say, oh, oh yeah, God, you know, please give your spirit to church. I mean, it would be nice if it was a bit more passionate than that, obviously. <laughs> but the point is, I want us to, we must never forget that without God's spirit, We'll never see what we want to see in this world as a church. But with God's spirit, who he's promised to give us, we will see God do great things. And I want us to be praying this every year, not only because we need God's spirit, because I think it will make us realize the things God's spirit does do. Because this doesn't, I, when I say, in a minute, darling, when I say pray for God's spirit to work in us as a church, I don't just mean here on a Sunday. You know, we thought last week, Laurie led us last week, think about that worship happens also out there in our daily lives. Pray for God's spirit to work in us as a church. Every day pray that so that every day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, pray for God's spirit to be at work, that something will happen. All right, so that's your challenge for this year. And I want to leave you with this, these words that Jesus said to encourage you to pray every day that God's spirit will work in us in the church. So Jesus said... I say to you, this is Luke 11, I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, to them the door will be opened. Which of you as fathers, if your son asked you for a fish, would give them a snake instead? Or if they asked for an egg, would you give them a scorpion? If you then with your evil hearts, know how to good gifts, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Every day this year, let's be praying for God's Spirit to work in us as a church.